0: Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Welcome to Funk Radio. You are the listeners. Except today, instead of Funk Radio, we're Crunk Radio. (laughs) That's true. Insert little John going, yeah! Yeah! What? Okay! So
1: this episode is coming right off the heels of the last one we just did, uh, which was about musicians with their own brand of alcohol. Um, and one of them was Lil Jon, and we decided during that episode, hey, we should do an episode about uh, Crunk Rap, which was kind of what he was known for. Mm-hmm. Um, bits and pieces of this sounded familiar. I'm not sure if, I know we haven't done an episode on it. I wonder if like, we mentioned him at some point.
0: I'm sure we did. Um, I don't know in what context. Maybe we were talking about Southern Rap or something. I, I don't know.
1: And actually, speaking of that, you had mentioned in that last episode that um, uh, Lil Jon was a Southern rapper. Yes. And specifically, Crunk, in general, uh, being a subgenre of rap music, kind of, its roots seemed to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't remember mm-hmm. if he was specifically from there. He might be. Like yeah, Atlanta,
0: it, said, so. uh, it said on his on a Wikipedia page he was from Atlanta.
1: Yeah, so, because as I was going through... You know, and, and pulling out a little bit of the history, um, but also most of the artists who were known for this were basically all based in or around Atlanta, um, which is something I hadn't really known before. So that's sort of interesting. Yeah,
0: I I knew Grunk was uh, from the South. I just didn't know how much it permeated throughout the South.
1: Well, we're about to
0: be educational
1: listeners and uh, this episode um, it's probably the first one in a long time that I've <laughs> researched myself. I feel like you've had to research a
0: lot of them lately. That's that's our thing, though. I, I research, you edit. True, true.
1: So uh, kind of as we've been alluding to, uh, Krunk as a subgenre of rap kind of, it seems to have kind of had some little bits and pieces in the late eighties, but seems like by the early nineties, it was starting to become a thing specifically in that kind of Atlanta rap scene. Mm -hmm. Apparently it also had gained a little bit of momentum in Memphis as well. Um, And it didn't really hit the mainstream until the early two thousands. And it was like really big for a few years, like maybe five years if that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then before the end of the two thousands, it was already kind of out of the mainstream. And um, as we get into ex- some musical examples later in this episode, um, I think it'll be fun to <laughs> not only remember like, oh, yeah, I remember this song, um, but also just it, I was listening to some of them and it was like kind of taking me back to that era in a way that I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah.
0: Like early 2000s, like when. Like high school, was, basically. Yeah, it was like them and Outcast was really big then. I think they're from Atlanta, too. Let me double check
1: yes i believe so or something like that yeah
0: um
1: so i mean being someone who has never been fully into any one genre of hip-hop i think having some of these songs have those immediate memories of the past speaks to them being fairly mainstream and widely known
0: oh yeah for sure for sure yeah it's funny i don't know in what relation it really has but like I know we've talked, obviously, at length about um, the East Coast-West Coast rap rivalry of the 90s. And then it's funny how East Coast and West Coast just absolutely dominated uh, throughout the 90s. But then by the early 2000s, like Southern rap kind of came in and took over for a little while.
1: Well, um, I suppose we didn't have the South Side-North Side rivalry between the South and, like, North Dakota I was going to say
0: we did. It was called the Civil War.
1: <laughs> so um, the, uh, the the website liveabout.com had a good article explaining a little bit of the history of uh, crunk music. Um, and according to them, uh, quote, it, the crunk music uh, combines hip hop and electronic dance music. The music is typically up-tempo, making it a perfect backdrop for dance clubs and rowdy parties. Now, the, the rowdiness of it is certainly kind of what comes to mind when I think of croak music. Um, Mm -hmm. I hadn't really consciously made the connection before that it was kind of tied to EDM a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, And maybe that's what made it so popular was Mm. like EDM started becoming mainstream itself in the early 2000s. Um, And that sort of like, you know, dance scene, like electric what is it? Electric Daisy Carnival, all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the fusion of that with rap kind of made it prime to, I guess, become mainstream. Because, yeah, yeah, I was thinking like nineties rap, like East Coast West Coast stuff, was way more laid back and not really something I could you could envision yourself dancing to.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting, and in in a way, it's almost like this might have been one of the ways that electronic dance music. Started to become more mainstream before it really kind of launched off and in, in like around 2010 or so.
0: Yeah, with uh, like dubstep and stuff. Yeah. yeah, very, very good point.
1: So that's sort of interesting. Um, now, in terms of the, I, I know you like etymology, Kyle. Um, I did find this little snippet from Hip Hop Database about where the term crunk comes from. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want
0: to read this blurb? Sure. Uh, from Hip Hop Database, it says, quote, In publications, the term crunk can be traced back to 1972 in the Dr. Seuss book, Marvin K. Mooney, Will You Please Go Now? He uses the term crunk car without without any given definition. The term has also been traced to usage in the 1980s coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, nightclubs, and meaning being, quote, full of energy or hyped. In the mid-90s, crunk was... Variously defined either as, quote, hype, fat, that's with a pH, or pumped up. Rolling Stone magazine published the glossary of dirty South slang, where crunk was defined as to get excited. Now, see, that's interesting because I know we mentioned in the previous episode with little John that crunk was a portmanteau of crazy drunk. So, yeah, and I know that. Uh, We talked about um, Crunk Juice, and the original version of Crunk Juice, not the uh, silly energy drink that he released after, was a mixture of um, basically, what was it? It was uh, like an energy drink mixed with alcohol. Hennessy or something, right? Yeah, usually like like Hennessy or something. So maybe the logic of that is by spiking your alcohol with energy drinks, you get drunk, but you also get hyper, Mm. where... Normally, alcohol is kind of considered a downer. It kind of makes you more relaxed and lethargic. Right, right. Um, So maybe that's kind of what fueled this whole idea of like being hype or excited is the fact that you're basically fueling your body with a mixture of alcohol and energy drinks.
1: I mean, I think that's a pretty good way to say it. I did read something that said that the crazy drunk version of the definition came about directly from that whole thing with Little John. Mm-hmm. Um, either in the might've been late nineties or early two thousands, but like, so this, what you had read about being excited basically is the original definition, but it kind of, uh, a second definition kind of arose from him essentially. Okay. okay. Now I did, um, write down a few examples here of songs and we'll play them for the listeners as well. Apparently the first notable crunk hit was, uh, the song Teared the Club Up by Three Six Mafia. This was way back in 1992, and it was eventually appeared on their album uh, Mystic Styles. So let's go ahead and listen to a clip of this.
0: Haters try to call it up, they better concentrate it, bring us trajectories in hand, cause they taking it, ain't taking it, the clutches, I'd be breaking it, and whippin' out they
1: bosses and tossin' them to the floor bricks. Going through the window, get that thing, get your temple when it buzzin' heat. We trustin' we ain't time by bustin' people. Haters take it with the
0: mouth. Of- yeah, that's interesting, cause yeah, this is obvious, this is very nineties, but you can already kind of see the more faster tempo uh mm-hmm. that would become kind of more synom- synonymous with a lot of southern rap.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's kind of a like you said, it's a mix of that '90s rap style, but it also is almost like um, a preview of of what would be to come like a decade later, which mm-hmm. is sort of interesting. You get you kind of get some of the the people yelling yelling stuff in the background, which kind of became one of the hallmarks of crunk music later. Um, so it's so it's kind of interesting to see the beginning of it so early on, even though it didn't really hit its stride. For several years after that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so according to uh, Liveabout.com, they say um, in 1997. So this was about five years after the song we just heard. Uh, Little John and the East Side Boys released their debut album uh, called "Get Crunk." Who you wit the album? <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Um, <laughs> and they and they said although it flew under the radar, it is now considered the first crunk album ever. Instead of playing a song from that album. We're actually going to play one from a few years later, in 2003, which was kind of considered when Crunk hit the mainstream. Um, is when Little John and the East Side Boys released their hit single "Get Low," and I think you listeners will all know this song. Yeah.
0: stupid but this song will forever remind me of playing need for speed most wanted on the playstation 2 because this is the (laughs) song that opened the game every time you opened like into the main menu this is the song that would play
1: that's really funny man like, like i was saying earlier like these songs are immediately putting us back into like that era
0: oh i'm i to correct myself uh I meant Need for Speed uh, Underground, not Need for Speed Most Wanted. Underground was the one where Need for Speed basically turned into Fast and Furious and you could, like, customize your cars and stuff. Mm. Okay, well,
1: you listeners can stop writing your emails to us saying that we
0: were (laughs) wrong. It's like, how dare you? (laughs) Need for Speed Most Wanted came out, like, three years later.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that's a fun song. Um, I, I feel like when I think of crunk music, I mean, this is more or less exactly what I think of. Um, It's a lot more amplified, if you will, from even what we heard in the early 90s. Mm. A lot more shouting. I approve of the shouting. Well, Kyle, if you like shouting, let's play another song. Um, This was by um, the Atlanta-based rap duo uh, Youngbloods. They released a song called Damn, um, also featuring Little John. And listeners are going to realize that that's gonna be a trend in the next few songs. <laughs> Not only did he release his own music, but he was pretty much in everyone else's. He was
0: the songs. uh he was the pit bull of his day.
1: I guess so. Uh, so let's listen to a bit of uh damn.
0: We don't give a It's so funny because now that we're kind of playing a lot of the stuff back to back, I'm noticing a very distinct Southern, I don't want to say accent, but like mm. like a, a, a specific cadence to a lot of these different Southern rappers that is very distinctly different from East Coast, West Coast mm. uh, that I kind of didn't really notice until now. And it's pretty interesting.
1: Just like the style of their delivery, you mean? Yeah,
0: like the way they emphasize certain syllables, the way that they kind of stretch words out. Yeah, like, like even though this is by Young Bloods, so like I'm, I was thinking back to like songs from Outcast. And I'm like, oh, those songs kind of they kind of rap the same way. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really interesting. Yeah,
1: it's something I was kind of thinking about too with this song. And really, I mean, something that kind of defines Crunk uh, instrumentally is kind of trimmed down instrumentals so a lot of the emphasis is basically just on like fairly basic beats um, yeah, and letting like the, the vocals kind of take center stage
0: yeah they they kind of strip away all the stuff that complicated like earlier rap like a, a lot of the jazz and piano that was in there they just take that out yeah. and it's just pure bassy like club beats and then them rapping over it
1: yeah and actually this might be a good Time to mention, um, I also have this extra snippet here uh, talking about basically what we're talking about with with the instrumental part of it. Do you want to read this second clip down here?
0: Yeah, Uh, this clip from Hip Hop Database. Uh, It says, quote, the focal point of crunk is more often the beats and music than the lyrics therein. Crunk rappers, however, often shout and scream their lyrics, creating a heavy, (laughs) aggressive style of hip hop. These lyrics can often be isolated to simple chants. "Where you from?" and "You can't fuck with me" uh, are common examples. (laughs) My my best Little John impression. While other subgenres of hip hop address socio-political and personal concerns, crunk is almost exclusively party music, favoring call-and-response slogans in lieu of more substantive approaches.
1: That's a really good point, actually that last bit about the lyrical content of the music mm-hmm. that I hadn't really thought about is like, I mean, obviously, you know, at any point in time, you know, you could argue that a big point of rap is kind of that, um, sociopolitical message mm-hmm. that kind of goes through mm-hmm. a lot of those songs, but crunk is kind of, I guess, an exception to that rule.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of southern rappers that do kind of touch on that socio-political stuff, but specifically crunk yeah. is more about just hyping you up, party music, music you can yeah. get drunk, you can get drunk to and go crazy to, that kind of stuff. Which um, probably lends itself to the why it gained popularity because it didn't touch heavy subjects that may have put off, mm. you know, cert, uh, certain people or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's a good point actually. C- continuing with a couple more um examples of crunk songs um in 2003 um the rap duo ying Yang twins also based in atlanta uh, released their song uh, salt shaker and listeners we're going to let you guess who this features
0: I forgot about the Yan twins. I used to love them back in the day.
1: This is a fun song. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the music video is fun too. I guess that probably applies to most of these songs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's an that's an interesting thing that I I just thought about. I wonder if Crunk kind of, and I'm sure there was some of, some of it in the 90s, mm-hmm. but I wonder if crunk music kind of solidified that sort of stereotype of rap music videos of, you know, basically just low-angle f- shots, booties, that kind of right. stuff. Um, yeah, You know, that obviously that kind of stuff would last far after even crunk kind of fell out of popularity, but it mm-hmm. kind of established that sort of more what's the word boisterous braggadocious style of hip hop right that would kind of perpetuate throughout the 2000s
1: yeah i mean it's i think it's hard to find good examples of that um you know beyond crunk i think they kind of give you some of the best examples of that mm-hmm. um and the next year uh, in 2004 usher released the hit song yeah um, <laughs> you featuring more yelling by Lil Jon no surprise there. I know
0: I know Usher is from the South but is did he get his start in crunk cuz he kind of evolved into more of like just <sighs> gen- generic hip hop sort of crooning.
1: Yeah, I or, don't know his whole history. Um I do know that apparently this song is considered one of the first big tracks to kind of mix crunk with R&B which was called by some as crunk and B.
0: Kay. I guess that that kind of makes sense.
1: And I think the listeners will probably kind of hear a little bit of that when we play this clip.
0: They played this song at my prom. (laughs) (laughs) cool oh my god this song i think more than any other song makes me remember high school
1: and that's i know and even though that certainly wasn't you know the beginning of crunk i think it was probably one of the biggest songs in terms of popularity that kind of you know made crunk something that everybody Mm -hmm. understood or was familiar with
0: yeah, if it's if it's getting played at school dances, then you know it's made it in, in like Southern California. Then you know it's mainstream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean those are kind of. I mean, obviously there's more crunk music than that, but those are kind of the songs that I chose to exemplify uh, the genre. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I found a c- couple of different quotes that kind of talk about how crunk was dead by around oh eight or 09, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, liveabout.com says quote by late 2009 crunk had fizzled out of mainstream culture at the same time a new sound was inv- was invading the mainstream uh, trap music and uh, wikipedia says something similar they said by the end of 2009 crunk had seen a relative decline in mainstream american music mostly due to the rising popularity of the trap and drill music subgenres as well as electro pop and EDM
0: going back to Uh, etymology because as you said i'm a fan uh Hmm. the the term trap uh is actually uh atlanta slang for a house exclusively used to sell drugs um so a trap house is basically like a drug house um Uh. it says trap music uses synthesized drums and is characterized by complex hi-hat patterns tuned kick drums with a long decay and lyr- lyrical content that often focuses on drug use and urban violence, so trap music kind of shifted back a little bit more mm. towards the socio-political, while keeping the, I guess, danceability.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: By the time trap music came around, I had kind of fallen out a little bit, so a lot of the rappers from that sort of genre, I'm not as familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: um, but yeah, I guess I had never, like I said earlier, I never put together the whole like EDM thread that kind of wove through crunk music and kind of, uh, you know, in maybe in a small way, it kind of laid the groundwork for some of these other genres to rise to popularity mm-hmm. in a way they hadn't before. I don't know. It's, I guess crunk is kind of interesting because I mean, really, when you think about it in terms of its mainstream popularity, I mean, it was only literally like less than five years. Yeah, but at the same time, you can like you listen to some of these songs and like they immediately take you back. So, uh,
0: yeah, some of those songs became so ubiquitous during the the early two thousands when we were in high school that like for better or worse, whether you liked the song or not, you just immediately were taken back to that time period.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's what I had written down about Crunk. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot we can say beyond this um but yeah just kind of an interesting small section of uh of music history and even hip hop history
0: no it's interesting I I think Kronk was like you said was fairly short lived but had a pretty big impact um uh in the same way that you know um you know west coast east coast rap had in the 90s it definitely sort of changed the trajectory of rap you know Mm -hmm. for an entire decade really um So as much as we all love, you know, Dave Chappelle's skit version of Little John, (laughs) um, he obviously had, you know, somewhat of an impact on, you know, the rap genre.
1: Yeah. And I guess the Dave Chappelle thing, I mean, that would have been either right right at that same time or like maybe just a couple years later.
0: Yeah, because I mean, we were we were watching Chappelle in early high school, so that would have been about two thousand four, maybe two thousand five. Yeah. So at the, definitely at the same time as his popularity.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, all interesting. And yes, thanks for reminding me. I know we had mentioned it in the last episode, but I think we would be remiss not to call attention to it.
0: Oh, for sure. So yeah, uh, that was our uh, crunk episode of Funk Radio.
1: And if you want to listen to the previous episode that we've mentioned like five or six times, um, mm-hmm. you can listen to it on getyourfunk.com. That's our website listeners. We also have lots of other episodes there if you want to listen to different things. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk if you want to finish typing your message to Kyle about Need for Speed. <laughs> um, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on all that good stuff. We will... Be back soon with a different thing and you will listen or else.
0: (laughs) Bye. We love you.
1: Bye.